And welcome to Rayma Hoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. I'm a Samaritan family. I'm so happy you're joining me today. This is a live show. Everybody always asks me, is it a live show? Yeah, today's a live show, if you're listening to it live, which is Thursday at 11.07. Thank you for waiting. Rayma Hoven, what we do is, boy, there's so much to talk about today. Today's, an, today's such an exciting show. But before we start, for those of you who are new listeners, here's what we do. We try to give you skills and tools to empower. We're not saying there's a problem. No one said there's a problem with your marriage. Did anybody say there's a problem with your marriage? You have this amazing, for lack of a better term, awesome marriage. But what we try to do is we try to help you take it to the next level. And sometimes we have some issues. You know, who doesn't have some issues? A little bit here, a little bit there. Otherwise, our marriages are so wonderful. Baruch Hashem, Hodul Hashem, Ki... Tove, I have so much to talk to you about today, and thank you for listening. But I'm just going to log in here to be able to give you some, some imp- so much information. But Okay, by the way, today's show is going to be, you know, they're always exciting. This is really by popular request. We've done this in the past, but I, I really think it's worth it to listen to this again. Because it's a really important show, which can really get you places. You know, I don't always say this. But today's show can get you places. You'll see in a second what I mean. But before I start, oh boy, do we have an announcement here. Oh boy, do we have an announcement here. I, and before, before, before I even make this announcement, I'll tell you one thing. And that's as follows. Ain od milvado. I cannot tell you how many takalas, how many... How many reasons this was not supposed to happen, meaning how much the Sahara did not want this to happen. It is such an important event. I-, I cannot even tell you how important it is. The more people I speak to right now are like, wow, Baruch Hashem, you're having it. We're getting a, not just encouragement, Baruch Hashem. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but we are going to have it by Moshe Tovyalif, who's actually going to come down. A- and why? Simply we asked him, just simply for Divrei Chizuk and Bracha, he's like 100%, 100% he's going to come down. Why? I I think this is probably the most, one, if not the most important events of the year. And that is, what am I talking about? I'm talking about directions. That's going to happen this Wednesday. Today's Thursday. It means next Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. What directions? We had it last year. Baruch Hashem was a tremendous success. This year, it was hard for us to find a place. And it was just a lot of takalas, a lot of takalas. And you know, whenever that happens, like it reminds me of the Radiothon. Whenever that happens, you know it's like either you give up and you say, Akadosh Baruch Hu, you obviously are not interested in this. Or you say to yourself, Akadosh Baruch Hu, you're very interested in this. And how do you know? How do you know if it's important? You know how you know it's important? I'll tell you how you know. You ask someone who's bigger than you. You go and you ask your Rosh Hashiva, your Rav, etc. You know what I did? I actually went to Ruben Feinstein and I asked Ruben, I said to him, you know, we had this event last year. We're having a lot of takalas. What does the Rosh Hashiva think? Should we do it? He's like, 100%. 100, even if you're going to have, whoever's going to come, if you don't know, it's, just do it. Try to do it. And I got a lot of chizik from him. So what I'm saying to you right now is that here we go again, Baruch Hashem, Hodah Hashem Kitov, the lineup, Baruch Hashem, we have, you know, we've lined up Mordechai Weinberger, myself, Dr. Simcha Cohen, Rav Maisha Tovilif is going to come in the beginning to give us the Rechizek, just push it because it's so important. Again, I'm talking about this year's parenting and marriage event. It's going to happen next week. Next week, wow, everything happened so fast. 
Where is it going to happen? Oh, it's going. This year, actually, we're doing in. in it's a little. Close. It's actually in Borough Park. But if you're in Flatbush, please do not give up on us. The reason I say that is because last year we did in Flatbush. A lot of the Borough Parkers were like, "Could you do this next year in Borough Park?" So guess what? We listen to you. We are doing it in Borough Park, and it's not deep in Borough Park either. You know where it's going to be at the base Yaakov of 18th Avenue. Baruch Hashem, Pyramid, Tzadik is giving us the place. Ivanish, like you know, he's doing us the biggest favor I, I, again. It's going to happen next week, Wednesday night. Again, it, it is a parenting and marriage event. What happens there? For those of you who weren't at Directions last year, I'm just going to tell you what it is. And that is, you're going to learn a lot of key skills and tools, communication skills, how, how to deal with. And by the way, I'm not talking, it's not just marriage. It's parenting. A lot of you have some challenges with your children, even if you don't have challenges with your children, trust me on this one, you come down, you're going to listen to Mordechai Weinberg, you're going to see that there's always something you can learn to take your relationships in your home with your children. I know they're fine, they're great, to the next level. Some of you are having problems with teens. Some of you are having problems with teens. And, 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 you know, some, I'm talking to you who just piped up, right? Thinking about your issue with your teenager, come on down. We're going to be talking. We're going to have a session on teen, raising teenagers. We're going to have a session on that. I mean, obviously, you know, we, I should, would say it just should be followed up with workshops, etc. But you know what? Come down. Come down. Don't just come down. Bring, bring your friends. This is actually for men and for women. It is going to be compl- separate seating. We arranged, we arranged this year that, um, that it's going to be comfortable for everybody who comes down. Everybody who comes down. I say separate seating. There's going to be, if not the whole thing with the mechitza, there's going to be definitely a section with the mechitza. For those of you who, who you know, try to make it comfortable for everybody. But 100% there's going to be a mechitza. It's going to be separate seating. Um, separate seating is obvious, but last year there was an issue because people were saying that the Hasidic Sha'ilam wanted to come in, in, different, in into a different entrance. We arranged everything we could arrange this year. Be'ez Hashem, you're going to see, it's going to be great. The reason I say this is because Baruch Hashem, we got brachis. Um, we're going to have, Rav uh, Yulif is going to come down with every bracha, Hashem. He's going to be speaking. It's a very important event. Don't, don't miss it. Trust me on this one. Don't miss it. A lot of you listen to me. I got a tremendous amount of feedback, Baruch Hashem, and I really don't credit myself. I thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mamish, every, every time we do this on Thursday, I do this on Thursday, I say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please, please, you know, help me out here. I want to I wanna have a successful show, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Baruch Hashem, helps me, as, and, and it's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But, you know, a lot of you give me feedback, and, and you like it, and you're enjoying it. Come down. You're going to see it's different. First of all, First of all, you know, it's different when you speak to people. I'm going to make, I'm going to ask Mordechai Weinberg also at the end to make a time. People could just come to him, speak to him a little bit, speak to me a little bit. Last year, I know it was a little bit tight. We had to leave early. This, and people wanted to speak to us, which was great. This year, we're going to try to make a time. We're going to have a question and answer. We're going to have a time afterwards. Um, Dr. Simcha Kohn will be down as well. So again, for those of you who are just listening to me right now, the parenting and marriage event of the year. I say event of the year because right now, you and I know in the community, and that's why I'm so excited about this. I'm very, very involved in putting this together is because there is no really such thing right now. And everybody's telling me, I just need to, can we have like some sort of seminar, some sort of workshop, some sort of conference? So we're doing this a one night thing. It's called Directions. We had it last year. Baruch Hashem was it was a very big success, and this year I'm just worried that we're gonna be able to fit everybody, honestly, because Beis Yaakov Hall is not that big. But Mitzvah Hashem, it'll be fine. It will be fine. And what I'm saying to you is, 
I'm going to be down there, Be'ez HaShem Yisbarach, Mordechai Weinberger, Dr. Simcha Cohen, and Rabbi Moshe Tovulif is coming down also. When? Next Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. at the Base Yaakov of 18th Avenue, which I think is 44th Street. It's right next to McDonald's. It's right next to McDonald's. There should be parking on McDonald's because it's not chasana season as of yet. For those of you who are going to forget what I'm saying, it's actually in Torah Times and in FJJ this week. Okay, I had to say that because I hope to see everybody in Mirza Shem next week. Um, yeah, also, by the way, you can go to JRadio to get advanced tickets. For those of you who want to get advanced tickets, they're actually cheaper. Go to jradio.com and it'll take you to a link and whatever it is. Okay, fine. Now let's move on. Let's move on. Today, I want to speak about something that, yeah, like, you know, maybe we spoke about this in the past. But I don't care that we spoke about it in the past. The reason I say this is because I, people are asking me to speak about it again. I'm seeing this as an issue again, and I'm like, you know what? It's all about Chazara. It's all about Chazara. And this particular topic is something that applies to every married couple. And you know who's complaining most about this, honestly, what I'm about to say? <laughs> I'm just being very honest with you, okay? The women, the ladies. The ladies are complaining. What are they complaining? And it's not just, you know, talk about our community. This is one of the biggest complaints out there. And what that is, is that my husband does not listen to me. I ask him and ask him and ask him. It feels like he just doesn't care about me. He'll do it for everybody else, but I've been asking him so many things. Things that are not important for me. They're important for my children. Like, uh, does it not bother my husband that our children are walking with shoes that are ripped? Does it not bother them? Like, I, it's one thing if he wouldn't have the money. I know he has the money, but why don't we just arrange it? I told him, we'll spend the day, we'll go to the shoe store. I'll go to the shoe store. Just let him leave me money. He's, he's pushing things off. You know, we're having a problem with our child in yeshiva. We're having a problem with our child, you might be thinking. Your son, your daughter, you just got the report card. It's not been good. It's already the end of the year. You're thinking of next year. You want him to have a good Rebbe, but he's not doing well. You want him at least the end of the year to be well. You ask your husband to call the Rebbe. He, just, he wasn't there for PTA because he had a legitimate excuse. Legitimate, okay? Legitimate, whatever that means. He had a legitimate excuse, and now you're asking him to, to, to call the Rebbe. You, you feel uncomfortable, ladies, calling the Rebbe because it's not necessarily your place. You have a husband, Baruch Hashem, so why can't he call the Rebbe? But he's pushing it off. It's very, very important. Mind you something else. There's a simcha in your family and you want to go to your sister, to your brother. There's a bris, there's a shalom zacher, there's a this or that. And it's like, it's so complicated to ask your husband. It's so complicated. Now, men who are listening to me right now, some of you might be thinking it actually works the other way around in my house. I have no problem doing whatever my wife wants. It's not my problem. It's actually, it's actually my wife's problem because I can't ask her for anything because she'll just get annoyed. She'll get upset. I have to ask her at the right time. But generally, I, I hear the women complaining about this. And generally, out there in the world, statistically speaking, this is one of the biggest complaints that women have, that their husbands don't listen. When I say listen, I'm talking about listening. Are they listening to what I'm saying? they hear what I'm saying is question number one. Number two, when I make a request, they'll just push it off and push it off and push it off. And then the, you get so sick and tired of it where you say to yourself, you know, I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. If my husband's not going to make do an oil change, the oil change light has been on already, I'll go to the mechanic myself. Now, it's going to be very uncomfortable for me. Or I'm going to change the light bulb myself. Or I'm going to fix the cabinet myself. It's not my place. It's really not my place. I'm not the, 
I'm not the man in this family. Like, wh why do I have to feel like both, you know, the woman and the man in this family? Now, you know, gentlemen, I'm picking on you. I know it works the other way around. I'm just telling you generally what I, what I, uh, what I, what I get usually from the ladies. So this is very important. What we're going to be talking about today is, a, is what, let's call it a mahalach, okay? For lack of mahalach, a way to get results. This show is about getting results, not just talking and talking, but getting results from your husband, from your wife, when you need something, when you really need something to get results. Now, I, I want to explain you something. I don't have much time to talk about it, but I'm going to tell you one of the biggest reasons that your husbands are not listening to you. Do you hear me? Now, you're going to listen to me now. You're going to say, Rabbi Greenfield, no, my husband's listening to me because he doesn't care. You're going to tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, whatever you want. But I'm going to tell you that the reason that my husband does not listen to me is because he doesn't care about me. That's the truth. So don't try to, like, whitewash it. He just doesn't care about me. It's not true, ladies. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's not true. Here's the problem with your husbands. I, I, I'm going to tell it to you 99% of the time. Here's the problem. Okay, first of all, he might be a procrastinator. You might have a husband who's a procrastinator, at least things for the last time. Or you might have a wife that's a procrastinator. That's not, it's not their fault. That's the way they were born. You know, you think it's a bad thing that your husband procrastinates, or you think it's a bad thing that, you, that your wife procrastinates. You know, many times it's a bad thing. Many times it's a good thing. Why? Because they're not going to be so nervous. Some of the husbands and the wives who are, who are just very, like, yekish. It's like, how come the refrigerator is not set up this way? How come my, uh, my shirts aren't folded up in a certain way? How come this room is not perfectly clean? You see, there's no perfect midah. I spoke to you about this before many times. That what? That I spoke to you and I told you that there's no perfect midah. There, there's, there's no perfect mida, and the fact that your husband is a procrastinator, it's not the end of the world. So, you know, there's a way to get a procrastinator to move. There is. We're going to talk about that soon. The other issue with your husband, I'm going to tell you, is that your husband does not want to feel controlled. Now, you know, generally when I say this, the ladies tell me, Rabbi Greenfield, listen to me a second. I hear what you're saying, but you know how many times I asked him in a nice way? You know how many times I said, please, it's so important for me. And he doesn't listen to me. So I, I tell you again and again and again and again, and he doesn't listen to me. So then, of course, I'm going to lose it. Okay, so I'm telling you that just saying the word please does not mean you're not controlling him. Ooh, don't get upset at me now. I, I'm just telling you, saying the word please in certain men's minds is not that you're not controlling. Please doesn't mean necessarily please. Because especially men who are very sensitive— I see a lot of them. That what? They're going to take, you could say please from today until tomorrow. Could you please fix the cabinet? Could you please call the Rebbe? Could you please um, come for, go for Shabbos to my sister? And he doesn't listen. I said please. How come he's not listening? Because that's still for a man, for many men, that he, they still feel controlled. Especially men who were controlled as children. And even if they resented the control, either by their mother or by their father, that they, they were controlled, they're going to carry that into the marriage. You have no idea that it all comes, you know, you think you marry someone, it's like, oh, you're going to start new. In a certain sense, you should start new. You should integrate skills and tools into your marriage where everything is new. 
But it's not like that because the computer has been programmed already in your in your husband's mind, in your wife's mind. So your husband is going to feel controlled. You tell him to do this. Could you please? Could you please go to the dentist? Could you please? Could we please go to my sister? Could you please take care of the car? Could you please call the day camp and pay the bill? The yeshiva called. Could you please take care of tuition? And my husband, why do I have to be embarrassed? My husband's not taking care of it. So I'm telling you, the trick is for your husband not to feel controlled, to give him the opportunity to choose. And if you give him the opportunity to choose, I am telling you, 90% of the time, don't laugh because I'm telling you it works. I say this many times and people are like, ah, I said, try it, try it, try it. And they try, they come back to me. I never thought it would work. You should know. I was laughing when you said it in the first place. I thought it doesn't make a difference my husband's not going to listen to me but then they listen and they listen you're giving your husband the opportunity to make you happy i i know a lot of you say well, you've done it doesn't work anymore because you're not doing it the right way it's not going to work do you have a password do you have a bank account can i ask you a question do you have a bank account you have a bank account right you go to atm machine right ATM machine, and you stick in your bank your bank card, right? You stick it in. It could be a very traumatic event. You don't know how much money you're going to have in it. It is. It could be. You stick in. You stick in your card, and now they ask you for your password. Okay, so now let's say it's a four-digit password, and you you do the password, but you're off by one number. The last digit, you're off by one number. Is it going to go? It's not going to work. But what do you mean? I almost did it the right way. Why is it going to work? The same way with requests. You have to do the request, the exact formula in the right way. That's the way that it has to be done. If it's done in the right way, then Be'ez Hashem Yisparach, you're going to get the right results. Obviously, there's no guarantee, but I will tell you that Be'ez Hashem, you will get results. And let me tell you what, what you have to do. You have to get used to... All right, Greenfield, I do it already. Listen to me. Believe you me, it's important to listen to me again. You have to get used to giving him the opportunity, giving her the opportunity, giving you the opportunity. This is really more important for ladies to speak to their husbands to make you happy. Because the primary need for your husband is to feel achieved. You see, your primary need, ladies, is to feel loved, to feel cared for, to feel connected, to feel like your husband's sharing with you. It's important for your husband also. I'm not trying to fool you into thinking that your husband doesn't want to connect with you. He clearly wants to communicate and to connect and feel close. But that's not his primary need. It's not his primary need. Oh, I could tell you most husbands, it's not their primary needs. There are some husbands, but it, it, it's not his primary need. You know what your husband's primary need is? To feel achieved. To feel like he did it. Like he figured it out. That he's very smart. Not, not an ego thing. I don't want you to convince what I'm to confuse what I'm saying to you like your husband has an ego. All men have egos. That's what I'm saying. What? You're saying that they do have egos? Okay. No. I, trust me. <laughs> I, hear, it's like I, have, it's got, I hear a lady go, no, my husband has an ego. No, it's not an ego issue. It's a man. It's a man. He's your husband. He's a man. His primary need is to feel achieved. That's his primary need. To feel achieved. You know how he, he feels achieved in the, in the relationship? Let me tell you how he feels achieved in the relationship. By making you happy, okay? And by you acknowledging it. There's two pieces here, by the way. It's not just making you happy. You acknowledge it. Damn, my husband, if he would want to make me happy, I could give him a million and a half things to make me happy. He's not interested, right? If that's the way you're thinking, then I'm telling you, the reason he's not doing it is because he's feeling controlled. So it's feeling controlled versus the need of making you happy. Feeling controlled is going to win most of the time. Most of the time. 
I'm talking about the natural men. Obviously, men should work on themselves, and, and, and men who are listening to me right now, I'm not telling you this is, you know, this is okay. But that's the natural human being. The natural man, you know, subconsciously, if it's feeling controlled versus making happy, feeling controlled is going to win. I'm just not going to do it for you because I don't want to feel controlled. You're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to tell Who do you think you are? You're going to tell me what to do. Did you ever get into a fight with your spouse? I see this many times. And, um, and it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not, you don't have to tell me what to do. This could come from men and from women, but it's there. It's ingrained. It's ingrained in us. It's like sort of like a grown-up teenager, but we all have a little, a little piece of this. This is part of the Sahara. This is part of the Sahara. not to allow us to machnir ourselves. It's certain, you want to call it gaiva, you call it gaiva, call it whatever you want. It just, it, it, it's there. We can ignore it. It's there. So what do you do? You give your husband the opportunity to make you happy, okay, and I, I always say car, cut off his alarm system, right? Cut, if you can't do it, I understand. Um, cut off his alarm system, accept, accept rejection, and then, make, and then make the request. When I say cut off the alarm system, what I mean by that, ladies, is that why doesn't your, your husband want to call the Rebbe? Why doesn't he want to call the Rebbe? I'm asking you. Why isn't he calling the Rebbe? Because he doesn't care about the kid? No, 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 no. It's not because he doesn't care about the kid. You know why your husband's not calling the Rebbe? Let me tell you. Because it's a very uncomfortable conversation for him. I, it's a very uncomfortable conversation for your husband to call the Rebbe. What do you mean? It's his son. You're right. It's his son. But I'm telling you right now, ladies, I'm sorry to be so direct. It's a very uncomfortable conversation for your husband to call the Rebbe. It's a very uncomfortable thing for your husband to go to your sister for Shabbos. He doesn't like your sister or your brother-in-law, let's say, Okay. It's a very uncomfortable thing for your husband to go to the dentist. Even if it's for his own reason to go to the dentist, he doesn't want to go to the dentist, your husband. You know why? Because it's uncomfortable for him. It's scary. It's traumatic. Now, you might be thinking it's, it's his teeth. Like, it's his teeth. You're right. He doesn't think like you. He's a man, so he's scared. You hear what I'm saying? So, so you have to cut off his alarm system with these dangerous types of requests. You have to accept rejection, meaning if he, doesn't, if he doesn't do it, it's okay. Now, even though it's really not okay, but at least present it to him that way. I don't care if he's listening to the show right now. I want the men to listen to the show. It's okay. But you're giving them total freedom to make the decision, and then you can make the request. And then your chances of him listening have just gone from like 20% to 80%. Let's, let's talk about different types of requests, okay? Let's not jump the gun. Let's talk about different types of requests. There's, there's ridiculous requests which really, which really have nothing to do with anything. Like, you're going to tell me Rabbi Greenfield I should talk. Let's say you want your husband to pass the salt. You want your husband to turn on the light. You want your husband to pick up the baby. Never command. Even to tell him, please, I would say better not to. Don't get so upset at me. Listen to me first, and then you'll see why this is so important. Even to say please, I, please is a... Hi, Madrega, please is good. But in these types of things, by the way, I'm not talking about uh, dangerous requests. I would say, get yourself used to saying something like, if you can pass the salt, thank you, Moshe. Moshe, if you could turn on the light, thank you. Shlomo, if you could pick up the baby, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Very simple, not, not dangerous. He's not threatened by it. But still use that vernacular. Because if you're going to get used to using that type of lush on the vernacular, it'll be easier for you to do it with the dangerous request because you and I know you're going to listen to my you know you listen to my show right now thank you for listening and hopefully we'll see you next week in Mirza Hashem Wednesday night 7.30pm at the 
Base Yaakov of 18th Avenue for directions. <laughs> and you're going to finish this show, and you might, hopefully you're going to like it. You don't, but you know what? Yes, you're going to have the skill and tool, but you got to get it part of your psyche. It has to become part of you. If I tell you now that they just came out that, that when you eat cake, you, they just came out that certain cakes, you should, you should make a shahakal, not a mazainus. Let's say. Obviously, it's not true, but let's say I would say that, right? There's certain cakes, the way they make it, <laughs> like Pesach cakes. But uh, certain cakes that you eat all the time, you know what? You make a mazonos, you're really supposed to make a shahakal. I'm telling you, you're, you're going you're to probably mess up a couple of times. You're going to mess up. You're going you're to probably make a mazonos even though you're supposed to make a shahakal. Why? Because... Because what? Because you're not used to it. It's not part of your psyche. It's not, it's not a pattern that's integrated. And we do so many things by rote. That's why we have to get used to things. That's why I say, if you're going to get used to asking your husband in the right way, do it with everything. If you can pass the salt, I, can, I would appreciate it. If you can turn on the light, I appreciate it. If you could pick up the baby, that's it. That's it. Definitely not. Moshe, turn on the light. Yaakov, turn on the light. Um, Yaffa, turn it on the light. Or Shalamisk, please close, please close. No, please, please will be fine. Close the light. Please, I would say even don't say please. Say if you could, Shalamis, if you can close the light. Thank you, I appreciate it. Why does it make such a big difference? Because it's going to make a difference by the dangerous request. You see, right now it doesn't really make such a difference. But if you get used to that Lushen, when you're going to have to ask those really tough questions of your husband, and you know what I'm talking about, those tough questions that he does not want to hear, you've got to find the right time to ask him, right? You're used to talking in a certain language. Next type of request, I would call them neutral requests. It's, like, it's a little more involved and a little more complicated give you examples of what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Could you pick up the cleaners? Could you clear the table of your papers? Sounds like a simple request, right? Aren't, aren't I doing it right? I'm saying it right. Could you pick up the cleaners? Could you clear the table of your papers? Could you come home early tonight for PTA? Isn't that normal? I'm asking my husband, why is he making such a big deal? Could you fix my phone? Could you change the oil in my car? Could you change the light bulb? Could you take out the garbage? I'm telling you, I'd rather you not use these types of, of, of vernacular. Don't, don't just ask the question, could you, would you, should you. Don't ask the question. If you can, that would make me happy. Moshe, if you can pick up the cleaners on your way back from work, I'd really appreciate it. Shalamis, if you could come, I'm coming. If you can prepare... Flashics tomorrow night. I'm having a guest to come over if that's okay with you. I would appreciate it. Um, Shlomo, if you can fix my phone, that'd be great. If you can change the light bulb, that'd be wonderful. Now, some of you listening to me right now are saying, Rabbi Greenfield, I do that, but he still doesn't listen. Okay, we're going to give you another trick in a couple of seconds. But right now, I just want to clarify a very important thing. And that is we're changing it from could you to if you, if you can, that would make me happy. If you can, I would really appreciate it. You can use your own lesson. You could say, if you can, that'd be great. Whatever way that you talk, it's fine. It doesn't have to be, it'll make me very happy. I think it's always good to make me very happy because men generally want to make their wives happy. Uh, even though it doesn't always seem like that. But men generally want to make their wife happy. That's what I would say. Change the could you 
to if you, and you're going to see it's going to make a very big difference in your house. If you, can go, if you can go to the bank for me, I would really appreciate it. If you can go to the cleaners, if you can leave me money this morning for the kids' shoes, that'd be great. Tomorrow morning for the shoes, that'd be great. Okay. Now, so far, I've spoken about, you know, simple requests. I've spoken about neutral requests. And now we're going to talk about requests that are a little bit more difficult. I call them challenging requests. These are not necessarily dangerous requests. Um, actually, no. Sorry, I take that back. Take that back. These, I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to switch the, the title around because I just want to make this clear. The following requests that I'm about to say are actually, I'm just reading off, off some of my notes here that I wrote myself, but as I'm looking, I'm like, no, this is not right. What I'm going to tell you right now is actually dangerous requests, not, not even uh, challenging requests. Challenging requests we're going to talk about at the end. Right now I'm talking about dangerous requests because this can start a big fight, okay? What, th these types of requests I'm about to tell you right now could start a big fight in your house. Be very careful. And what I want to tell you right now is most of the time, just don't, don't ever say this. You know, like the other thing I said, okay, you could change it around. Just don't, do not say this. Do not do this. Do not do this at home. Do not do this with your spouse. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the following request. You see your wife is in a bad mood. She's in a really tzibrach in a mood. And she's complaining. And in your mind, she's kvetching. And she's not happy. And everything is bothering her. And to go over to her and to say to her, can you just be happy? Or to tell your husband, can you just be happy? It's a very, very, very dangerous request. It, 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 because it's full of implication. It, it's really blaming. It's really blaming. I'm sorry to say. You want to argue with me? Argue with me. Text me later. Call me later. I don't care. It's blaming. You really blame. Could you be happy? Could you be happy? The implication is you are not happy. You do not have the right not to be happy. And you should just be happy. And this is annoying me. So can you just be happy? I'm not saying that to him. I'm just saying I understand it's hard for him. No, no, no. I understand it's hard for her. No, 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 no. Don't ask your wife, could you just be happy? It's not something you ask because it's, lo it's a loaded question. Now, you know, there are other questions that, that are also, that, that, that are also, you know, dangerous. If your wife is serving you food, okay, and it's not exactly to your liking, the second you're going to taste it, take it and you're going to taste it with many of your wives, not all of your wives, but many of your wives, if you're going to say to them, you know, let's say for argument's sake, she made chicken, okay? And you like chicken with barbecue sauce and she made the chicken with paprika. And here comes the chicken and it comes with paprika. And she comes out with the chicken and it has paprika on it, salt and paprika on it. You don't really like it that way. She likes it that way. She's doing it really for herself and not for you. And you're getting annoyed. And the first thing that comes out of your mouth is, can you put barbecue sauce on it next time? Can you please put barbecue sauce on the chicken next time? That could be a slap in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm being honest with you guys. I mean, I'm straight up, straight up, legitimate. That what? That could be a slap in the face to your wife. Could you put barbecue sauce on the chicken next time? You don't say that when it comes out. So what do you mean? I want it next time. You know what? After you eat, not after the meal, but at a different time, maybe in the morning, oh, Rivka, you're making chicken tonight? If you can make, put barbecues on it, that'd be great. 
and I'm talking about before she made it, not after she made it, and not when there's no barbecue sauce in the house, and not when, you know, you're really creating problems for her. But to find a time where you can say to her, if you can put barbecues on it, that's the right time, not when it comes out, because that could be a slap in the face. That's a very dangerous request. You want to hear another dangerous request? Here's another one. Now that summertime is coming, I don't know when you're hearing this class, but here's another one. Could we start Shabbos early? That's fine if you're asking her on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, even on a Thursday, let's say, or Friday, depends when, Friday morning or Friday afternoon. If you start Shabbos late and you decide one Shabbos, boom, you want to have it early. What are you going to tell her three hours before Shabbos? You want to start Shabbos early? She's not ready for Shabbos. You just took away two, three hours of her time. But you're hungry. She should know. What do you mean? What do you mean? It's not, she knows when we switch the clock, we change the time. Well, she doesn't know. Well, it's not fair. It's not about being fair. It's not about being right. It's about doing right. But what do you mean? It's not fair. What do you mean? Tit for tat. It's not fair. She should know. I, I'm sorry. This is life. She has to get used to it. This the way I, you, this the way you want Hashem to treat you? I'm asking you. Like Akash Baruch tells us. Like we know. Me the connected me You know, call mevatal me mavir and kol It's very poshit. It's not fair. Marriage is not about being fair. Did you just hear what I said? I, I, I did say that. <laughs> just for the record, I did say that. Marriage is not about being fair. It's not about being fair. It's about being mevater. Being mevater means it's not fair, but I'm doing it for you anyways. That's what being mevater is. Okay? Think about Avram Avinu. You know, Akadosh Baruch Hu, I think it's this week's Perkevos, that Asar Nesionos, Akadosh Baruch Hu was tested Avram Avinu in, in, in 10 different tests. Okay? And what was the first test? You know, Lech Lecha, leave. Atzacha, Melatatecha, leave. Wherever you come from, leave. But what do you mean? I want to stay. What do you mean? Why should I leave? Why should I leave? It's not, it's not about, I mean, it's, uh, why should I leave? You know why? Because the said so. That's why. And you're trusting in Hashem. And whatever Hashem does is best. And even though it doesn't seem like Hashem knows better. So definitely with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's a little bit different because, because with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, with Hashem, it's very different. Why is it different? Because we know that whatever Hashem does to us is for the best. So even though it doesn't seem like it's fair, it's fair. But with your wife, you're going to say, it's really not fair. She's a human. But you know what? Let it go. You're going to let it go, and Hashem will let it go for you too. And when you're not going to be fair to Hashem, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu could tell you, could tell us, any one of us, myself included, that what? You're not being fair. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chas V'Shalom, could decide to use Midas Adin or Midas Arachamim. You could choose. Yashem could choose. Midas Adin, which means to be fair. Midas Adin doesn't mean to be rough. It means to be fair, right? Fair. Or Midas Arachamim, which means to let things go. So it gives another reason as if Kaviyochul Tekadosh Baruch Hu to be Mavater. Kol Mavater al Midosa, Mavir and Kol Peshav. I just say, you know, it's not fair, but you know what? I'm going to do Shabbos later for my wife because I didn't really get her ready. I asked her last second. I know, and she told me that, that, that she needs more time. And that's a dangerous request. Could we start Shabbos early if it's done very, very late? If you want to 
save yourself with that, then you can ask your wife, is there anything I could do to help you? I'd like to start Shabbos early. If you can't, I understand. If, if I can help you and make it happen, that'd be great. So that really could really save the day. Can I help you? It goes a very, very long way. And I'm talking about when you really help, not that you come and just make a distraction. Can I invite someone for Shabbos, you ask your wife, an heir of Shabbos. Like, whoa, okay. Can I go to a shir? Go to a shir. We're supposed to spend time with each other. What do you mean, can you go to a shir? Now you tell me I was ready to spend time. Okay, you'll spend time tomorrow. Like, please. No, 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 no. You don't spend time tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you'll spend time tomorrow. No. That's the woman's oxygen. And many times, honestly, it's a man's oxygen. I see it with men as well. But for the woman, that's why Kaddish Baruch created the woman. She has a need, a need. I'm going to be blunt about it. A need to feel close to her husband because she would would her primary need is to feel loved to feel cared about to feel cherished and that's a need yeah that's a need nothing to be embarrassed about this is where well created the same man has a need to feel achieved you feel man you have a need if you come back home gentlemen and you feel like you wasted your day and you feel like a loser and your wife says well but i love you is that going to make a difference for you? No, it's not going to make a difference for you. It's not going to make a difference because that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu programmed you. So you don't really care about the fact that she says, I love you. You care about it. It's not going to change your day. Right? But if you're going to ignore your wife, she's going to start feeling horrible. She can't decide, well, I don't care anymore. Why, why do I care? Why do I care about my husband? Why is it so important for me? Because that's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu created you. So let's accept it. So you can't last second tell your wife, can I go to a shir when you're supposed to spend time with her? <laughs> she should be mavater. No, she should not be mavater in that particular case. You can ask the, the one who's giving the shear whether who should be mavater. You'll see. There's no question about it. Okay. So, to these types of requests, if it's dangerous, don't don't say it. Okay. If it's dangerous, don't say it. If it's challenging, then I have a way for you to express yourself and get results. If it's challenging, not if it's dangerous, if it's challenging, you want your parents to come for Shabbos, um, you know, you want to go to a bris, you want your husband to call the Rebbe, you want money for shoes for the kids, day camp is coming, your husband didn't take care of that, you want to speak about summer plans, Etc., etc., etc. But be careful of dangerous requests. And I'm going to give you some more dangerous requests right now, just for those of you who are still not getting it. I'm sorry to be so, uh, so assertive about this, but it's important because I see people do it all the time. So I do apologize, but this is very important. Here's a couple of dangerous Could we use China on Shabbos when my parents come? Like that could be a loaded question. It implied criticism. Like usually your wife doesn't use China. Usually your your parents are not happy with the way your wife serves them. Like it's, it's a loaded question. Can you make a roast when my parents come over for Shabbos? That's also a loaded question. There are a lot of implications there. When you do the laundry, could you put in more detergent? That's a loaded question, ladies and gentlemen. It's a, it's a loaded question. We're really talking mostly to the, to the men here, but it could be the other way. Can you put more detergent in the laundry? That, that makes it sound like your wife's not doing laundry, a normal job. Um, these types of questions, you know what I'm saying, are just, could you clean up the house? Oh, here's a good Could you clean up the house? What's wrong with asking, could you clean up the house? What do you mean? It's a normal thing. But husband to ask his wife, could you clean up the house? No, it's, it could be a loaded question. Can you do the dishes? 
<laughs> this time, could we not leave late for my sister's wedding? Listen to this saying. Talk about say women say to their husband. This time, could we not leave late for my sister's wedding? That that is such a loaded question with so much implications, with so much blame. Could you wear a longer skirt? <laughs> could we do our taxes on time this year? Could could you please use a utensil when you eat? Could could, could you wear the other suit for the wedding tonight? I really. Uh, where, where are my socks? <laughs> are there any clean plates in the cabinet? Okay. These are loaded, implied, blaming types of questions. Very, very dangerous. You have to be very careful when you ask these questions because they could be implied. They're implying criticism. Some of these questions you shouldn't ask at all. Some of them, if they are important, there are ways to ask them. I know it's last minute, and I'll help you in whichever way that I can. If I can invite someone for Shabbos, I would really appreciate it. You hear connect, accept, and request. I know it's last minute, so you're connecting to why your wife would not want to have guests. You're connecting to why your wife doesn't want to have an early Shabbos. You're connecting to why your husband doesn't want to call the Rebbe. I know it's uncomfortable for you to speak to the Rebbe. That's how you start the conversation. Connect to him. I know why you don't want this. I care about you and I love you. And I don't want to mess you up. I don't want to set you up for disaster. That's not my intention over here. I know that it's hard for you because you're a little tight on money right now. I understand. But if there's any way you can arrange money for kids, for shoes for the kids, that, that would be very appreciated. That's it. That's it. Connect to your husband's reason for not doing it. Connect to your wife's reason for not doing it validate that. Once you validate that, you're opening up a whole other door. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's very important. Once you validate, you're sending a whole different message. It's not, I'm setting you up for failure. It's, I care about you and I love you, but if it'll make me really happy, A, B, C, D, F, G. Me, me will make happy. Not the kids. I know this sounds ludicrous, but I I'm telling you, with many men, it's important. Not the kids. It'll make Maishi happy. Maybe they won't connect to that sometimes. Maishi will be fine. It's okay. When I was young, I also walked down with shoes sometimes that were a little ripped. Nothing happens. It's not raining. <laughs> okay? So what I'm telling you is that it'll make me very happy. That's what you want to say to your husband. You hear? Um, here, gentlemen, here's another one for you. I really love spending time with you, Sarah, Rivka. And if you say no to what I'm asking, I, I'll, try, I, I'll, I'll understand. But the guys are making a birthday party for Moshe Monday night. Is there a, I can go for that? Those are people who are holding a birthday parties. Or my Rebbe is giving a sheer Monday night. I know we schedule to spend time whatever time it is, but if there's any way I could go Monday night. That would be very much appreciated. Do it in advance. Give her, give her some headway. This way she's not looking forward to spend time with you. Then, then everything busts. Everything busts. You know, if your wife doesn't spend time with you, you know what's going to happen? She's going to get into emergency mode. Emergency mode means elevated stress, loss of patience, you know, sensitivity dial goes up. It's normal. It's normal. Give her the heads up. But you know how you started this conversation? By saying to her, I really like spending time. I, 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 Shifra, Sarah, Yocheved, honey, whatever you call your wife, say to her, you know, I love spending time with you. If we can't do this, I understand, but my Rebbe's giving a special share tomorrow night during when we spend time. Is it okay if I go to the share? Just, you see what I'm saying? 
you're validating. You're validating. Once you validate your spouse's reason to reject your request, it opens up a whole other door because now your spouse feels loved, cared for, not attacked, not controlled. This is very important for the men, for the ladies to know about your husbands. They don't feel controlled anymore. You see, they don't feel controlled anymore. Gentlemen, gentlemen, another thing I want to tell you is for you, don't make a big deal. If you have a request for your wife, don't make a big deal out of it because what's going to happen is the implication is that you're very upset at her and no wife wants her husband to be upset. The same way no husband wants his wife to be upset at him, but with women, you know, the Gemara speaks about be very, very careful with your wife's feeling because aina means hurting her feelings is much closer to the woman than it is to the man. Now, ladies, you might be married to a husband who is very sensitive and this applies as well. And men are sensitive, don't get me wrong. But generally, I tell the men to be much more careful with their wives' feelings than for the women to be careful with their husbands' feelings. Of course, we all have to be careful with each other's feelings. But for the, the Gemara says, for the men, be super extra careful not to hurt your wife's feelings. Because, you know, for her, it's, it's going to, she's going to want to feel like she wants to dig her, her grave if she, if she feels like her husband doesn't care about her and, and, and bring her down and he hates her, etc. So you know what you could say to your wife? Miriam Esther Rachel, I really appreciate you working so hard on the laundry. Um, if you can't do about it, what I'm about to what I'm about to ask, not a problem. But if you could just put some whisk um, on the spots on my on the collar, that'd be great. Okay, all right. I'm sorry to make you crazy. I know how hard you work in the laundry. If there's any way you can put whisk on the collar, I would appreciate it. That I would say is even better. Because if you're going to make a big deal out of it, it'll become a big deal. Shifra, I'm starting to make you crazy. If you could just put whisk on my collar, that'd be great. Simple. Simple. Make it very simple. Keep it simple, Sally. If you keep it simple, what's going to happen is you're not making a big deal out of it. There's no hurt involved. It's not a big deal. You probably thought about it anyways, but if we can use China for my parents this week, that would be great. You hear how I said it? You probably thought about this anyway, but if we can use China for my parents this week, that would be great. Because if you just tell her, Shifra, could we use, could we use China when my parents come this week? Could we use the China? That might make her feel bad. Like, usually, you know, as if, as if there's a problem, like your parents don't like the fact that whatever, you know? But yeah, you probably thought of this anyways, but if we could use China, that'd be great. If it's so important. Otherwise, honestly, I just let it go. Let it go. I always just let it go, but if you, you got to say it, it's so important, you know? It's not the end of the world, but if you wear... Ooh, okay, should I say this? I have what's written in my notes. I'll say it. It's important for many men. It's not the end of the world, but if you can wear a shade till Friday night, that would make me happy. If it's an area which they have done something which bothered you in the past, they're going to feel like failures. You see, your wife, your husband, whoever it is, it doesn't make a difference. Whoever it is, if they, if it's something that they happened in the past which they did not accommodate you they did not put out the china for your parents they did not put meat in the chalent he did not um prepare you a coffee when he made coffee and it bothers you your husband makes coffee every morning for himself he doesn't offer to make you coffee and it bothers you it bothers you moshe i know you don't do it on purpose but when you make coffee, if you can offer me coffee, that would make me happy. 
Do you see how I started it? Moshe, I know you don't do this on purpose, but if you can make me coffee, as opposed to, can I ask you a question? If you make coffee, why don't you offer me coffee also? Like, uh, what am I, chopped liver? You see, you talk to your husband like that, it, just, it might work, but definitely not in a good way. It doesn't work in a good way. Now, how do you remind? How do you remind your wife? How do you remind your husband? Let me tell you, because you asked and you asked and you asked and you asked. I asked my husband, I told him exactly way. I said to him, I know you're busy, but if you can fix the cabinet, that would make me very happy. Shlomo, I know we're tight on money, but if you could leave me some, if you could, could try to find money for the children, for the shoes, or for day camp, that would make me very happy. And I, I'm asking my husband again and again. It's not happening. I would say the next time you ask him, give him a deadline. Shlomo, I know you're so busy, but if you can fix the cabinet by Thursday, so Friday when I, when I get ready for Shabbos, I could take all the dishes out and put them back in, that, that would make me very happy. Give him the deadline. Not you better do it by Thursday. Not you better do it by whatever it is. But if you can do that by Thursday, I would appreciate it. You want to remind your husband? I know you want to do it for me, and I'm sure you're going to do it. I just want to... I just want to make sure you're going to remember. You hear what I'm saying? D do you understand what I'm saying? I know you want to do it for me. Shlomo, I know, you want to, I, know you're, I know you're going to do it for me anyways, but if you could just like get to the cabinet by tomorrow night, that'd be great. I know you're going to do it anyways because some husbands are very sensitive to that. <sighs> if you can't do something that your wife is asking or that your husband is asking, because you really can't do it, because there's a real technical reason for whatever it is, I'd love to do that for you. But if I do, that's going to make me very stressed because I don't have time tomorrow night to, to, uh, to make flashics. Shlomo, I know you want flashics. I know you like flashics. It just it takes me a lot of time. I could do it for you. I'd love to do it. But if I do it tomorrow, it's going to make me very stressed. So what do you want me to do? Don't say no. Don't say no to your husband. And don't say no to your wife. Don't ever say no. The word no should not exist. It's, I would love to do that for you, but here's what's going to happen if I do that. I would love to look for the paprika for you right now while you're making chalent. But if I do that, I'm going to be very, very stressed because I'm really, really not ready. That's the way we reject requests. We don't say no. No, sorry, I can't help you. No, 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 no. It's a horrible word. It should not be used. It should not be used. Right? And, and Kaviachal, would we want that from a Kaddish Baruch Hu? tells no. We don't say no. I would love to do that for you, but here's what's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the show's not over. And what I want to tell you is to remind you, for those of you who only listen to the beginning of the show, that it's not just a matter of that. I'm excited. I happen to be very excited about it, but it's very important. Whoever I'm speaking to, and Baruch Hashem, we're getting nice feedback. It seems like people, we're getting nice feedback. What I'm talking about is this Wednesday. I thought next Wednesday. It's important. If we, if we come, you're making a statement by coming. It's not that there's a problem. It's that let's get to the next level. When it comes to your children, I just got a text here from someone. How do I deal with an unruly teenager? I was like, someone just texted me. Um, okay, no, I'm not going to tell you the whole text. What do I do with a teenager? You know how many of us have problems with our teenagers? You have to know what you're doing. We're going to be talking about this next week, Wednesday night. This is going to be an amazing event. It's all up to Kaddish Baruch 100%. Myself, Mordechai Weinberger is going to be there. 
Dr. Simcha Cohn. We're gonna have around. We're gonna have roundtable discussions in the middle of the event, picking different topics. You know, I, I want you. I've had a lot of people. Not a lot. I had some people suggest certain topics. Teenagers were definitely talking about children dealing with in-laws. We're only gonna be able to pick like I think three topics. But you know what? Text me later on what topic you want to hear. If if I see a pattern, we'll pick that topic. Yes, we're going to be talking about children of, di- children of different ages, dealing with a defiant teenager, dealing with the, just the Sionos of today, technology. What do I do with my kid? Riv, Moshe Tuvulif is coming down to give us divrei uh, chizik and bracha. Let me tell you why. It's simple, because this is an important event. It's not just like we did this. We did this last year. Baruch Hashem, we were very successful. And what I did last year, and I am very involved in this because I feel this is so important. Last year, I spoke to Ruvain about it. He gave me a bracha. So go for it. This year, it wasn't going to happen. I went to Ruvain Feinstein. He told me, yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's very important. It's a very, very, very important event. Do it. Whoever comes, comes. Whoever comes, comes. The point of the matter is you're not going to lose out. And I want to tell you something else here. I want to tell you something else. We always think about, you know, you can afford a bowl, people can, whatever. Yes, the proceeds are going to go to, to Bais Nemo. Bais Nemo is, 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 is part of J-Root. It's, it's not like J-Root's going to make a lot of money with this. Uh, I don't want you to think that J-Root, like, how much make already? And J-Root, by the way, Bar Hashem, uh, wow. Wow to Nisim and wow to everybody just to keep this place moving and happening and just the fact that this place exists. It's, it's unbelievable, 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 unbelievable. But what I want to tell you here, ladies and gentlemen, is as follows. And that is we try to make the, the, the prices nominal. And, and it costs, the advertising, you're going to see it in the Torah time, see it in FJJ. So we said, you know what, let's make that people could come. So advanced ticket prices are not a lot. It's not a lot of money. You could go to jrute.com, jrute events, $25 per person, $40 per couple. It's like, mamish, nothing. For an event like this, it really should be much more. Really, really should be much more. At the door, it's going to be a little more expensive. Um, go to jruteradio.com. You can see it in Torah Times, jrute events. If you have a topic that you want to do by the round tables, let me know. I'm going to try to arrange it if I see enough people want a certain topic. But we're very excited about this. We want to see all of you. We really want to see all of you. Come down. It's going to make a statement. Bring your friends. We're talking about directions next week, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Base Yaakov, 18th Avenue. That's 4419 18th Avenue. I sound like, a, like an announcer here. But I, I'm, I'm saying this because I want to see everybody. I want to see everybody. Mordechai Weinberger, you all you all the phone calls that come, come down, come down, say hello, and you know what? You're going to learn a tremendous amount. Rabbi Shetuvilif is going to come down with Divrei Bracha. That's next week. If you want to buy tickets, you can go to jrootradio.com, jrootevents.com. Um, if you have a topic that you want us to do by the roundtables, I'm going to ask you now to text me. You're going to see, maybe your topic is going to be 917-397-2841. When I had someone who, who texted me how to live with difficult people. I had another one who wanted to, us to speak about living with difficult in-laws. You know, some of them we could do, some of them we can't. Yeah, man, I guess learning how to live with your son-in-law, your daughter-in-law. These are for roundtable discussions. They're a little bit more, you know, they're smaller. You can ask questions. And we're going to have that in, in Mr. Shem in the middle. So you can text me, 917-397-2841. That's 917-397-2841. All right. Some people were asking me if they do not have internet. Baruch Hashem. Okay, you don't have internet. And you want to get the advanced ticket prices. Leave us a message at 718-487-9923. That's what I would say. 
Leave a message at 718-487-9923. Again, everything that I'm saying, by the way, is in the Torah times. It's in, it's in the FJJ also. And B'Shem Hashem Nasev Last year, we had a wonderful crowd. This year, Mitzvah Hashem, we're going to have a wonderful crowd. A separate thing. There's going to be a mechitza. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Oh, and finally, wow. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know, I have a minute and 52 seconds left before the promo, and I can finish. A lot of ladies are thinking, how do I convince my husband to come? How do I convince my husband? I'll come, but how do I convince my husband? Exactly what we spoke about today. I don't care if your husband is listening to it because it's not going to. Don't tell him, you know, there's a thing I want to go. It's important. This is what you do. Shlomo, Yaakov, Yanki, I know how busy you are. You create. By the way, find a good time when he's full. <laughs> Feed him well. I know how crazy busy you are. I know how crazy busy you are. And if you can't do it, it's okay. But next week, Wednesday night, Baisnamun, they're having. A, a really important parenting and marriage event. You know, it'll help us so much with with with, with Yankee, with showing me, with whatever it is. I think it's important. It'll make me so happy. Now, it'll make me happy. If we can go, it'll make me more happy. Don't expect you have to say, okay, fine, we'll go. When is it? He won't do that. It'll take two or three times of that. Asking again and again. Asking again and again. I'm sorry to make you crazy, Shlomo. I'm sorry to make you crazy, Yankee, but... but their advanced ticket prices. I want to get it for twenty for forty dollars per couple. I might as well. I might as well do it now. Can we? Is it okay if we go online if we do it? Well, I don't have internet. You don't have internet? No problem. He said. I think the the Rabbi Ginfield said you can call uh, this number and leave leave a message. They'll give us the the advanced ticket prices. Okay. Seven one eight four eight seven nine nine two three. Oh, okay. No problem. It'll take a couple of times, but that's life. This is life. You see, this, this, this whole show was about challenging requests. Danger. This is not a dangerous request. It's a challenging request. That's why validate that your husband is so busy. Validate that your husband doesn't have time. But if he does it for you, it'll make you happy. And you know, when you leave the event, say to him, thank you. It made me so happy. Questions, comments, feedback, or if you want to tell me ideas for the roundtable, 917-397-2841. 917-397-2841. Hope to see you Wednesday, Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. at Base Yaakov of 18th Avenue. Thank you. Have a great week.